you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. The sun come out. Right. Y'all see this? I was in the dark. Look at this. You know how? <laughs> and let me and let me tell you why that's so funny. Guess who that was singing? Sunshine Anderson. Y'all ready? Oh. <laughs> Kiara Sheard, Kiki Sheard, Karen oh, Clark wow. Sheard's daughter. Yes. I mean, granddaughter. That's you know how it's the Clark sisters. That's the Clark granddaughter. My that's who that is. She is. Yeah, sing it. <laughs> Singing a secular song, okay? That song wasn't about the Lord. She was singing about a man, honey. She was singing about, you know, relations between a grown woman. I was a grown, full-tittied woman singing about a man, okay? She left that Bible at home that day, and um, she sounded amazing. But I've told y'all quite often that I'm fascinated by parents who have talents passing those down to their children, like how, um, what's her name, Joy Chavis? That has the daughter with uh, Bow Wow who can dance her oh, little behind so off just cute. like her mama. That is really Love cute. Love to see that. And Wanye with all them singing ass cheering. I hope they're not rude like he was <laughs> to Candy back in the day because I believe every word Candy Burr said <laughs> about that interaction in the studio with Wanye. But nonetheless, he still passed his talent down to his cheering, which is the point of what we're talking about right now. But that's who that was. That was Karen Clark's daughter singing the hell out. Well, ooh. Can I say that if you're talking about a Bible person? Because she a Bible person, right? Go to church and all things but we like ain't. That, that nature. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. okay. Well, I hey, love well, fuck God. It then. I love God. <laughs> me too. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with me, okay? I love God. <laughs> but speaking of God, that was her and my God. Was she doing a good Man, job singing that song? Legit. So 
Uh, she got on in the, and she must be a cool Christian because she was in the karaoke lounge in the first place. <laughs> so, uh, wait, you know what this shout is, out to her. This just reminded me of remember the video with Karen Clark shared? Was it her grandchild? <laughs> yes, yes, because of who you are. And that little girl, little, little, a little eyes, child, because of who you are. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. And Forever she was running funny. and she got. Karen uh, Clark Shear got a bunch of singing ass grandchildren. I believe it's, it's it. It's all the little children in that That's family so have the cute. talent. It's a little boy they and a little down. girl, and they they so small, and they they can mimic like the, the, the all the runs. Her voice It's so fucked yes. out, honestly. Wow. But I love it because she's that grandma that's gonna sit by the piano and make you sing. I wish she's giving them a million dollar gift okay. from grandmother to grandchild. Okay. That's what she's doing. Because let me tell you, you know, she got a son. He don't make gospel music. He make he make real good secular music. <laughs> so he took that skill. I'm scared he of said, ass. Look, girl, it's six more days in a week. Sunday ain't the only day we can use this gift. Okay. <laughs> he took it. He took it from Sunday to Monday through Friday. So I um I just thought that would be interesting for us. So Loved shout out to it. uh Kiara Sheard. She was in the Friends on Karaoke Lounge. Welcome to the Friends on your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, mental hygiene, uh, and uh, mental, uh, what is it? Mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because <laughs> who, who in the hell? hell, or in this case, heck, because he was just in the church, <laughs> wants a musty brain. There you go. Hey, friend. Hey, Sante. How y'all doing? Doing good. How y'all feeling? Asante, you got a fresh cut there. You look good. Ooh. <laughs> But did it to the chop shop? Okay. You know, but did I tell you where I got my fresh cut? Oh my God, you did, but I think you need to tell the friends of family because that was one of the funniest stories. Listen, I went on like Booksy or something like that trying to find a barber. And there was, and you know, look, I was looking for whatever was closest to me. And so there was this one that had like very high ratings, but it didn't show the location. It was like, you know, contact for location. <laughs> So I called the dude up and I was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get a cut. Like, I see you got high reviews. You know how much? He was like, you know, $30. You know, where you at? And I told him where I was. And he was like, all right, I'll be there in like 45 minutes. And I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I don't want, you know, you to come in. You have the stuff to come to my house. He was like, nah, we good. And I was like, all right, cool. And he was like, <laughs> you know, he texted me. He's like, I'm downstairs. He pulls up in a van. He pulled up in a van. And I got in. He like opens the door to the van. And all you see is like a tricked out like a barber chair mirrors sick, all though. his barber side like everything it. lined up and i was like oh say less hopped <laughs> up in the van and he did what he needed to do and mind you he was like i only been doing this for a week and he was like uh you know i was like how much he was like 30 dollars. i was like 30 dollars. so i paid him a little extra and i was like you know i hope you keep this going because you know i'm gonna need you to roll back up and through here because i just need He's you to smart. be a safe man he was like he was like i should be good man like you know this is something i feel like the people need so shout out to all the enterprising blacks out there uh come to you barber service that does not come inside your house great idea Genius. would love to see more of it love to see different variations of it can't wait to see how that translate and evolves it's genius you didn't have to leave your home and he didn't have to come into the home i mean nope. what more could you ask for and you didn't look have good to sit in the barber shop full of people listening okay. to all day conversations about whatever he wasn't talkative either like it was great i was like what this is amazing like <laughs> let me ask you a question could you smoke in there you know i didn't ask but 
on the Instagram, <laughs> somebody was, they were smoking. I was, so I thought That's maybe it, it was that type of affair. Let I me, let me ask you a question. Is he black? Yes, he is definitely. Looks like you're going to usher us right into our what, friend? <laughs> the black business of black the week. Black business of the goddamn mother. <laughs> the black goddamn business of and the And this week. is the blackest of Sanjay, so you go ahead and give us that information. <laughs> this week's black business is brought to you by Target. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. So we're dedicating this segment to the HBCUs as well. One of the ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. This year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. This this is this is this is the Jesus fixed it edition. <laughs> oh <Okay>. Lord. <laughs> Fran. <laughs> Look at Asante. He's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what in the heck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought this was a great way to pay that for because your hair looked good. It does look I'm good. Tell you, your hair looked good. It does. And it, uh, if you was out here looking like you had got it cut at, you know, the, the college <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the I, college. You know, I'm, I'm, but I'm telling you now, it looked good. It does. It and you job. know what? Shout out to these black men that are out here doing these dope-ass companies because I... I went to a birthday party and they had a truck pull up. Asante, you would actually love this. I just don't know if it's available in New York. Um, they had a truck pull up. Oh, excuse me. We forgot you don't live here. No, it wasn't right. even so here. Way to, way to twist the knife, friend. <laughs> no, this is in Charlotte. I went to a kid's party and they had a truck pull up. And when it opened up, it had all these TV screens going across it. And they were loaded with all these different video games that the kids could choose from. And it had a black couch, a black leather couch, and all the controllers. And then it had... Just like a base. I mean, it was sick. And then on the side that pulls out, it had the seat for the driving games. So you could, like, sit in oh, it. Wow. With, I mean, it was... G I was like, this is the uh, most amazing. And he said he makes, like, $500 with every event that he goes to. That's amazing. So he, you know, a couple events a day, I mean, a week, you know, he'll stay yeah. two, three hours and the kids can he play. He paid that thing off. Let me, oh, for sure. And the kids can play any video game, any video game. Like he yeah, has everything. Super lit. He has multiple consoles. It's just genius. The kids were going crazy, like to see that pull up, and then they all ran in, and literally nothing else in the party mattered because that's all. That there. sounds so cool. Can you imagine being a kid and seeing? Oh that my shit, god, they went like crazy, an and it was dope because the mom yeah. pulled it um, as a surprise, you know. So the kid had no yeah, idea, and all his surprise. friends, yeah. So it really was wide eyed, yeah. <laughs> and all his you friends. You know what's funny? It was so. I remember cool. seeing a TikTok or something like that. So it was dope to that you got to experience that in yeah. person. But I experienced a low a low budget version of that. Like I was just riding somewhere low in an Uber. <laughs> what, well, friend? You said you wanted to see something like that in New York. I just remember riding by in an Uber, and somebody had like a stand, and it literally had like a TV and like an N sixty four and some stuff plugged up to it, and people was just standing there playing like the game. Outside I was like, on no. the block. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like just out like chilling. Oh, New I was York. like, you know what? You, this could no actually be a cute addition like to like you. a bar thing. Like somebody <laughs> might be into this. Like so I seen somebody with a whole ATM machine in their backyard. <laughs> I said, Shut up, Dustin, please. And you it did you didn't even have to enter no passcode. They just had to give you the okay to use it. I had never seen nothing like that in my life. <laughs> I see it all here, man. That's anyway, I need to you know Whoopi what? Goldberg I'm gonna find was a car. Uh, follow and she was like I'm sorry I was late, y'all, but I just left the dollar store. She's like, I just spent $10,000 in the dollar store. Oh, my God. No, but I have Go to, ahead. I'm going to remember to find the card because um, I know I have to have mm-hmm. it somewhere. I'm going to find the card and then it'll be next week's black business, you know, more fleshed Perfect. out and official because he deserves some love because yeah. to me, that's one of the coolest concepts. I've seen so in a fly. long time. And then Asante with his mobile barber, which was yeah, so cool. Yeah, I can't use my mobile barber yet. Okay, that's fine. You want to keep it to yourself? Loki, I was thinking, I was like, how can I invest in this? Like, I was like, hmm. That would be smart. Help a brother out and then right. get your cut. <laughs> right. Literally. Get your right. cut and your cut. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's fine because I actually can shout out the fact that my embodiment collection in partnership with Mariam Hasnea, also known as Resonance Apothecary, is dropping on Thursday. Woo! Right? Start the countdown. Right, because you know those sell out very, very quickly. I don't know. For those of you watching, you can see right here my finger. Beep, 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 beep. That's one of our boxes. Um, so I, it's dropping again. Um, that's 11-11, which is really exciting. And y'all know I love working with Haas. Nothing makes me happier than collaborating with my friends and making money together. So we will be... Hey, Haas. <laughs> right? We'll be dropping that on her website, which is... If you go on Etsy, actually, you can just type in Resonance Apothecary. That's R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E, Apothecary, and you will see it pop right up. Obviously, you can go to my Twitter and my Instagram, which is at HeyFriendHey, on Thursday... Um, we're going to drop it at 9 a.m. Uh, PST, which is West Coast time. Mm-hmm. So that's what? Noon, right? Noon on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. can catch all those links and images and more information with the breakdown of what the Embodiment Collection does and what it's all about on my site, on Haza's site, and on all our social media. So that's that and also, you know what? Jade is dropping some dope pants on eleven eleven too. Yes, Ooh. she is. She has I an had incredible a previewing. Right, she had an yes. incredible collaboration that she's dropping. There's there's like these really dope black and white uh, African print pants that are supposed to be like chef pants, kind of paying homage to her career. But you know, chef pants, they're fly pants. Anybody can really rock fly them. Is fly. Yeah, and she has a really dope photo shoot dropping this week too that'll show different body types, um, different styles of how to rock them because all of her friends have like different personal styles and it showed that you handmade. Right, and anyone can wear them. Couturier. <laughs> so you'll definitely be able to get your hands on them. What did Jade say this week? So you finally get to be in Jade of All Jade's pants. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so check her social media <laughs> handles as well. 
Um, namely her Instagram, which is Jade of All Jades, because she will be dropping the links and images and photo shoot and all the information you need for that as well. I know the sizes go up pretty high too for us big booty hoes. So definitely check that out. A lot of beautiful things <laughs> dropping <laughs> on 11.11, including our uh, Target partnership that we will be dropping this <coughs> week as well <laughs> if anybody wants to speak to that <laughs> like this let me clear my throat <laughs> shout out to target um i guess we can spill the beans yeah i mean it's we dropping. uh we were blessed and fortunate enough to be in partnership with target and afropunk um, in creating a really, really cool situation that we like to call a music cast. Mm -hmm. We actually got uh, the opportunity to review and offer commentary on the performances from the Afropunk Atlanta Uncontained stage at this year's Afropunk, featuring performances from Van Jess, Tim's, Dochi, uh, who else? Young, Baby, Young Tate. Baby Tate. Or Rico. Baby Tate, excuse yep. me, and Rico Nasty. Yep. Um, and we did that in partnership with our sisters, okay, who are damn sure doing it for themselves <laughs> over there at Getting Grown, Jade and Kia. So the five of us got together and cooked up something really, really fun, um, informative, and dope for you guys. You'll be introduced to some talent that you may not have known yet, like some of us were. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are familiar with those artists and you already know how dope they are and you get to see uh, a clip from a really hot performance that they had at this year's Afropunk Uncontained stage in Atlanta. So look out for that. Drop in 11.11. You'll see that on all our socials. Yep. Um, and we'll tell you where to go to find it. So stay tizzled. Stay tuned. And thank you, Target. And thank you, Afropunk. <laughs> yes, it was And amazing. God bless America. <laughs> and thank you, Anita Asante. I, I oh, want my yes. sponsorship. Our same namesake, you know, Asante. Y'all let her know when y'all see Y'all be like, are you? Yes, no, I heard on the friend zone that y'all got partnership. Y'all should be sponsoring them. <laughs> it's super cute. So it's been a very, very wonderful partnership, especially with the bonus episodes, which we know you guys have been enjoying. We mentioned um, we dropped the first one, which was actually about Afropunk and our dream collaborations, which how crazy someone tagged me. Afropunk Brazil is coming. Wow. Get out of the here. The Mystic Zone strikes again. And not only is it coming, it's coming in the exact city I said it would be the livest wow. at. <laughs> which is Bahia, which is where I lived. So people were tagging me like, y'all got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that's creepy. Come on. That's creepy. Yeah, it sounds like great alignment for this show. Hello. I love for us to go over there. And go to the festival and and literally do all the things that we said yeah. we would on that episode. So if you haven't checked That'd that out, amazing. we had the Afropunk Reimagined episode, a bonus episode sponsored by Target. And then the second episode we dropped was one about the college experience called Alma Mater. Another bonus yes. episode sponsored by Target. That one I was, was so why good. why Alma mattered. I was like, why does Alma matter? I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> Not Alma mattered. <laughs> and it was you know, super, I And I loved the episode. I thought we dug in pretty deep, especially our experiences with college counselors. A lot of people hit us up like, man, <laughs> talk about it how they've even felt deterred from going to college a lot of the times because of their college counselor experience. 
Um, people were sharing their uh, their experience with buying expensive ass books. And the cool part, I saw people also giving each other advice on cheaper ways to buy those books for people who are still in school or planning on going back. Um, we have another bonus episode dropping this week, too. Won't tell you what it's about, so you can be surprised when it drops. But we worked really hard. All of them were really well done, really great conversations. So we're excited that you are enjoying them as much as we enjoyed making them. So with that being said, we got our black businesses and shout outs out the way. Anything else that you guys want to mention, actually, before I jump into the recap segment? Nah. <laughs> new, nah. new ETA on the Patreon. Yes. Just went live. At what that was today, yes. I'm like, what day is today? I don't even know. 9 a.m. <laughs> By the time they're listening, you know, right. they old. So yep, going it's already over to patreon.com slash the friend zone. <laughs> the friends on podcast. You can go ahead and see what we're doing over there. I dropped an episode of ETA. You know, friends been hitting y'all with the woo. Dustin hit y'all every week. We all hit y'all every week with the binge. Everybody is doing everything over at the friend zone Patreon. The go ahead and join so the gay good. community. Right, go ahead. At hey, the friend, f- are you going to share about your new campaign, your beautiful, gorgeous new campaign? Oh, of course. Talk about it, friend. Yes, thank Excuse you so me. much for reminding <laughs> Mama is like tired. WTF. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, let me drop the link for what Asante just mentioned. Patreon.com forward slash the friend zone podcast. And your comments on the binge have been so funny. People are literally like, I refuse to watch this violent, murderous show called Squid Games, but y'all are funny as fuck. (laughs) And they're watching the binge anyway, which is just tells you everything you need to know about the fun we are having over at the Gated Community and Discord. I see y'all. We love (laughs) y'all. Don't feel left yes. out. Y'all messaging us. Discord is Discord is the really expensive townhomes. Okay. You know how you got them town them multi-million dollar townhomes on the water. With a cul-de-sac. <laughs> you got the gated community for the families and shit. And you got the Discord is, you know, the fly motherfuckers that still got a lifestyle. So they live, you know, on the water in the townhome. That's Discord. I like that you clean that up real nice. They won't be mad at us no more. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, yes, if you get a chance, holla at my Twitter and my Instagram. I recently dropped a commercial that I directed. Huh, so much fun called Facebook Elevate. I have to shout out Kanisha Dennis, right? Thank you. She is a black executive at Facebook, a woman. And let me tell you, especially considering the episode we had last week about the mobility myth, she really restored my faith in so many ways because she's in corporate, but she is so kind, so warm, so open-hearted and any changes that I wanted to do, like the, basically the, the campaign she had initially brought to me, I completely revamped it because I felt that what they were asking of me was not going to work for my particular audience. And she Mm -hmm. was completely open to it. And that's how I ended up com- creating a completely different campaign that, as you'll see, she mentioned actually on her Instagram and on my Twitter that set the bar and kind of just changed how they're moving forward with the campaign as a whole. And now she's looking to me to be like a campaign leader for it because she's like, that's period. Right. She's like, that's <laughs> actually way closer to what we need to be creating with influencers than what, you know, they had initially fleshed out. So shout out to that, though, because 
we know in this industry that's very rare for an exec to defer to you and your creativity it happens but it's very rare so i had to give her her flowers online kanisha dennis um and you know facebook elevate is an initiative that black and brown employees at facebook created when they noticed that the small black and brown businesses that were buying fb ads we're not gaining as much traction and we're not getting as much business. And they had to figure out what was the reason. So they created this initiative called Facebook Elevate that offers one-on-one -on -one mentorship, digital skills training, and marketing education. Incredible. And the best part, it's all wow. free. Completely wow. free. So it doesn't matter if you can or can't afford it. They have an archive and you will have access to it. And you can get more information at facebook.com slash FB Elevate. And please share that with all your small business friends. And thank you for those of you showing me love on Twitter. As you can imagine, the white trolls have found my campaign and they have been on my neck. <laughs> now, why did you tell me that? When I tell you, I almost, I had to tell myself to just get off of Twitter because I don't want to engage. I've never really... It, it almost, I hit Cheska Lee because I was like, now I know what you feel like, girl. I've never created anything that white men <laughs> were drawn to. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> so it's just not an audience of mine. Like, that's just what it is. It's just not a market I've really tapped into. But this tweet and campaign of a black and brown, of black and brown employees creating something that's specifically for black and brown small businesses, they are heated and they're letting me have it but it's also made the video shoot up to pass a hundred thousand views in less than 24 hours Come on. which is gonna allow it to gain uh more traction which means that more small black and brown businesses will be seeing it so if y'all want to use your hate to fuel our advantage go ahead and do that because i'm not responding and the video was well done, and my team got paid, and everyone's good. <laughs> so. Period. That's right. And I hope I hope all of they assholes burn tonight <laughs> after they take shits. I hate them. I hate that the fuck out of them. It is disgusting. For mucking up, you know, such a saying, beautiful, such a beautiful campaign. Moment. Don't let that bother you. And you see all the you beautiful black businesses underneath, like, oh my god, thank you for this, or like, mm -hmm. I just signed up. Oh, this is so helpful. And then you see the white men being like, why y'all gotta fuck everything up by bringing race into it? You know, just where's the white sign up sheet? Or oh, white woman was like, well, I signed up anyway. Fuck y'all. Like it was just bad. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. But, you know, that's oh. what happens when you create content that kind of... Don't make of... me start a fake page. And you know, <laughs> but you know how you know when you you're... I'm going to let y'all know it's when me. Your content... It's what we call the fake page. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you tweet something and you know that it has gone beyond your market of people who follow yeah. you because you just see yeah. how they're talking to you a little crazier than, like, anyone that actually knows who you are would. Yes, yes. <laughs> I started seeing I it. All, all You just know when it's, like, like a crossover tweet, kind of. So it is what it is. <laughs> Somebody tried to say the other day that I was um, defending Kanye West. 
Um, I was like, you where know what? here? You really on Twitter? I was like, you really wow. don't got know to me. Be new here, <laughs> you really must be new here. And I, I don't respond to that shit anyway, but right. it just shows you how stupid their asses are. Right. But your campaign was beautiful. Thank you, so and shout out to Reggie, the director of photography. Shout out to Rodrigo, who was the camera, the assistant camera, and Sam, who was the gaffer. Of course, our sister Nikki, who was the makeup artist, yes. as always, yes. and Mona, who had me looking super cute with this amazing haircut that I'm still loving today and people were asking who made the yellow outfit I had on it's actually by Mara Hoffman and the black I mean not the black the bag that I had underneath is actually Brandon Blackwood which is a young All black right. the purses everybody wearing yep, right now a young yeah, yeah. black creative who I feel like him and Telfar are really out here changing the game when it comes to black bags because we know how it is yes. when it comes to luxury everyone wants the same fashion houses and it's nice to see two black people kind of toe-to-toe up there pushing through and people are like coveting these bags so i it was great for me to to put that in the video as well and facebook was cool about it because you know they don't like branded stuff but they was like do your thing mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the black mm -hmm. business do your thing so mm -hmm. that's it just wanted to put that out there like i said it's on my twitter it's actually my pinned tweet at hey friend hey and it's on my instagram so if you guys want to show some love to me to facebook elevate to kanisha dennis the incredible executive please feel free to do so and once again shout it out and tell people that you know would need that resources because it is really really incredible with that being said let's go into this week's recap segments let me pull it up last week's episode titled the mobility myth we discussed whether or not that was a good one it was a really great conversation i feel like we haven't done that like deep dive friend zone in a minute because we just been needing more lighthearted, you know episodes a lot going on in the world so you know, we bounce around when we can, but we discuss whether or not upward mobility was an illusion. Can you really ever make it in a system not designed for you in a system that rewards your ability to assimilate and comply, play the game, sell out respectability, politics, survivor's guilt. We shared our perspectives and our experiences as always. Those of you listening had a lot to say who stood out to you, Asante. You know, I was in the gated community as per usual. <laughs> shout out to one of my faves, Tasha Mac Management. She's so Tasha funny. Mac says, this episode resonated, resonated with me in so many ways. I played the game to get to certain levels in the hospitality industry, but once I got there, I no longer played the game. My mm. nails are a big part of self-expression for me. I can remember toning them down with the length and the color just to get my foot in the door. But mm. once the probationary period was up, it was back to the bad bitch grippers. It's all about <laughs> being strategic with your upward mobility. I do it for economic status, not social status. I felt like that was a, a, a large part of what we were discussing last week about how some of us really, well, I speak for myself when I say we, I really only try to acknowledge the economic because the social in my mind is all messed up anyway. But that's really a, a good way to play the game by saying, you know what, I'm going to let you think you have this control up until I get what really <laughs> makes me happy back. And in this case, it was her name. So shout out to you, Tasha Mac Management. I also just want to sh uh, share a quick comment from the uh, Alma Mater episode. Uh, Queen Keen said, shout out to the AUC shuttle, one of my favorite college 
college experiences as Spellman. I just had to shout that out because the shuttle, I remember I, I talked about getting on the shuttle to go to the club. So the AUC <laughs> shuttle was just a big deal. So Queen King, I'm glad you had that memory. You was right there. We was probably on the same shuttle together some of them nights. That's what I found though, Fran. What did you find out there in them streets? So I'm on SoundCloud and LaShonda Gatson said, this by far has been my favorite episode. It's always an honor when y'all tell us that. Um, it resonated it with is. me right very much when Fran wanted to untether. I work in the film industry and it's the same thing. Reaching my dreams only to find out I'm in another field of bullshit. When does it end? Mm. And I want to mention too, because someone sent me a pretty dark message. They were like, this episode was so depressing. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're going to make people kill themselves. I was like, whoa, projection much? Whoa. <laughs> we were simply the sharing our experiences, uh, how we see it. That's what this show is about. Us, you know, talking about our perspectives on different topics. So I felt like that was a <laughs> very strange thing to say to me. If you felt that way, yeah, that's one thing. Tits. You have the right to feel how you feel. But it's another thing to tell me what I did when I know that I didn't. So anyway, like, outside of that, talk to somebody about that. Yeah, like it was and so weird. You don't weird. have a right to fuck how you feel now. <laughs> so I felt like it was an incredible conversation. I thought it was honest. I thought yes. we tacked on a lot of different ways to deal with it, to not deal with it. You know, I love that we had opposing views. To me, that makes for a much better show than all of us just saying yes, yes, yes to everything the other one's saying. And it was great. You know, a lot of people felt like it resonated. We got a lot of messages saying this was the best episode they've heard yet to date, which considering wow. we're almost seven years in, that's always a great, great compliment. So thank you to those of you who shared and those of you who felt like I felt where it's less about feeling hopeless and more so about what can I create on the other side of this because I am playing the game and it actually doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't feel very good. Like a penny with a hole in it. Okay. So <laughs> loved hearing all your perspectives for those of you who left. There was so many comments, right? On the Patreon. That mm -hmm. was awesome. I was like mm -hmm. sorting through them. Couldn't even pick one. Um, and thanks to those of you who left comments on our Twitter as well. So that's it. What about you, Dustin? What did you find in the Twitter streets? First of all, I want to give a shout out to Regina King just because she's just Regina King. Period. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, but number two, she, she tweeted uh, that she was a guest on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, um, and she also tweeted a video clip from a TikTok where she suggested that viewers of her new film, The Harder They Fall, on Netflix mm. take a moment to... Um, to look at the at the train, the moment that you see Cherokee Bill and Trudy Smith walking past the train, look at the name on the train, and as you can see, the name on the train is C. A. Bozeman. Oh. So they actually named the train after Chadwick Bozeman. It's just a little hidden Easter egg in the oh film. Oh my god! See how it made you feel? It made you feel something, didn't it? Yeah. Oh my goodness! So shout out to Regina King. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to Abbott Elementary, um, the new series from Quinta Brunson. He got money. <laughs> okay. That's going to be on ABC. It's coming up featuring um, the nigga from Everybody Hates Chris that played Chris, Tyler James. What's his name? Everybody. Tyler something. But he's a great actor. He is. He's one of the teachers. It looks um, funny. Shirley Ralph mm -hmm. is going to be on there. It's going to be so good. Mm -hmm. Right up my alley, Abbott Elementary. I cannot wait to watch that. I also want to give a quick shout out to at Fine S 
I guess fine essence, but one of the E's is a three. You know how y'all do that stuff. <laughs> but um, they tweeted a, a screenshot from a TikTok from the weave shop in Buckhead that that says <laughs> lace frontal sewing on Caucasian client in Atlanta, and it's an old ass lady with her hair done. Oh y'all. my god, it's that's so old, funny because someone old, just tweeted <laughs> me with that picture, and I thought like, wow, this lady's hair is lit. <laughs> I didn't realize they got wow. it from the TikTok. Oh, who done did her hair? I ain't never seen a white woman of this age with her hair. And when I say hair done, her hair looks like literally she's on love and hip hop doing a confessional. <laughs> That's what her hair looks like. She has video girl hair, and it's just so that funny. Is to so see. Who done did? Who like, like did she her? Like she went to Sierra shop and got one of the yes, wigs. The I'm so upset. Why is her hair done? But it's like the this? caption. The you. caption is killing. <laughs> Lace front on Caucasian front client. <laughs> Caucasian client. Because their hair don't be done like that. Okay. Shout out to um, Slash Film who tweeted Leonardo DiCaprio is in final talks to play the infamous Jim Jones. Now we know that he was talking I about died Jim at Jim those memes. But we also know, right, that your friends and cousins on Twitter turned it into the fact of him playing rapper Jim Jones and placed his face over several pictures from yes. the Gibson crew. <laughs> and they superimposed his face on Jim Jones. <laughs> thought that's hilarious. The last tweet that I want to respond to, because this one is a personal one for me. Now, the other day I tweeted that Victoria and Monet and her dude were a beautiful couple mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. they literally and that are. that baby. They, oh, my God. Yeah, but we're talking about the grown <laughs> things right now, friend. <laughs> the grown reasons that we believe they're a beautiful couple, okay? They're fine. This, this is the dark time, okay? <laughs> grown. After dark. After All right. Dark. So, so somebody tweeted a picture of them and said, this don't make no sense. I want to give a shout out to Fallon XOXO, P-H-A-L-L-O-N XOXO, who quoted the tweet and said, y'all ready for Mm -hmm. this? (laughs) She said, couples like this never ask me to have threesomes. It's always T-I in time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Now that Sante turned his camera <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my. I can't help me. Lord, forgive me. Now, that ain't saying nothing other than what it's saying, okay? <laughs> I believe that T.I. and Tony are both beautiful black people, and I believe they're both gorgeous, but that was funny because of the, the, the boomerang nature of the joke. It just took me down. So... <laughs> That's the last tweet that I want to reference to. Right on, brother. <laughs> Gotta uplift our people, Sante. So this week's episode. <laughs> Did y'all see the one, the tweet? I'm sorry, y'all, because I don't remember what the tweet was. But it was a screenshot from a text message exchange going around. Where this girl hit this other girl up like, hey, how do you know my man or whatever? She asked the guy's name, like, do you know, let's say Henry. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, do you know Henry? And the girl was like, "Uh, why, is he okay? (laughs) So the the other girl was like, well, he won't be because I'm his girlfriend. I see that y'all been talking or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So this girl going to say, damn, girl, he ain't tell me you had no girlfriend. You know, that's fucked up. You need to leave him or whatever. Like, girl, I ain't going to say nothing to him either because you, we both can do better or whatever. So then the first girl responded, don't uplift me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't uplift me, bitch. 
this episode that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I fell out. Do you hear me? <laughs> Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them, but time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for me this week in the Twitter stream. So this episode is a Dustin Ross production. Go ahead and tell us what we're getting into this week, Dustin. All right. So this week we're gonna we're gonna do a crime zone episode, but I'm gonna tell you how we got here because apparently Deborah Cox and them want to know how did we get here. Nobody's <laughs> supposed to be here. So. Do you guys have Thanksgiving plans? And if so, what are you doing? I did, but they have to change. I remember I was going to come to New York and mm-hmm. be with y'all. Jade and Crystal are, are cooking like we do every year. But because the boxes <laughs> that the truck left off will be coming in around that time. And the truckers have this thing where they call you literally the night before. Like, you just have to be home. Mm-hmm. And my fear was to not be around when they call and be in New York. So I'm not going to risk it. I have to wait another damn 30 and days. And I have to wait another month because them truckers don't have time like that. So unfortunately, my plans have been changed. I will be here. But it's okay because I'll, yeah, it, I'll spend it in my new digs. What about you yeah. guys? In your new shit. Yeah. What about you, Asante? Do you have Thanksgiving plans this year? Oh, you know, I'm a floater. I'm going to get real high and see where That's the... Real. The, the turkeys and hams are afterwards. Um, I did offer Jade some oven space. I was like, you know, girl, if you need to keep something warm and then just have me bring shuffle it over at some mm. point, I can do that. She was like, mm, I might take you up on that. Mm-hmm. So I might be might end up over there. But uh, as long as I get <laughs> friend, I don't know if you heard me the other night, but as long as I get some honey baked ham, <laughs> all will be right with the world. <laughs> you will. Well, I love honey baked ham. Save me a little bit of that crust and the juice at the bottom of the foil. Copy. Um, so I was talking to um, Gary. Y'all know Gary, my, yeah. friend, my best friend. Gary Gary. So I was talking to Gary. We both were put, uh, so our families are kind of doing their own thing on Thanksgiving this year. Both of us found us in that situation. Like my brother and my brother and my uh, sister in law are going to her family. Mm. Um, you know, everybody's kind of busting up this year. So we were thinking, like, well, let's get the fuck out of here. And we were like, well, well, let's go to Paris. You know what I'm saying? It would be great. Like, let's just go to Paris. So I was like, cool, you know, let's go. So um, we were making the plan. And you know how these kind of plans go. You mention them to other friends, other people get involved, whatever, whatever. 
So one of my other friends, um, I don't know if I should say their name, so I won't say their name, but one of my other friends just got back from um, a multi-city trip to Europe. Um, They went to Rome, Paris, um, Naples, uh, um, Amsterdam, Mm, like a few different places, London. Yeah. Backpacking. Um, And they got back and told me that they had the worst experiences in France. In in Paris, France, and in Naples, Italy, they had the worst experiences ever, right? And I was like, well, what do you mean? They said that as soon as they opened their mouth, like, okay. One example that they gave me was that they were at Disneyland in Paris, right? And as they were moving around fine or whatever, this friend actually loves roller coasters and theme parks the way I do. So they were moving around or whatever, but they said that immediately, anytime that they needed help with something and opened their mouth and identified themselves as an American, shut down, attitude central, like disgusted by their mere presence, like give you the finger, basically said it was just like blatant disrespect like never before. It's a person who's been over there multiple times, Mm. right? I mean, it was like exhausted when they were you know telling me these stories like they were so relieved to be back home or whatever and i'm like well you know it had to be bad if you come back to this motherfucker and be happy to be here you know you had to have a bad time (laughs) somewhere it had to be really bad so okay so that happens right so then when i'm out in la um this past weekend or whatever um that this past monday actually after i finished taking care of some business i was sitting with one of my other friends that had just come back from paris and he told me the same thing. Like, I'm telling you, like, I just got back. This was the worst trip I have ever had in Paris. Like, what is happening? I literally, yes, like, I literally, and literally, what made it so scary for me was that it was the same exact take. Like, the minute I opened my mouth and they knew I was an American, boom, like, my whole, that I, they literally said they felt, like, unsafe. Damn. Right? Oh, wow. So I'm like, God damn. So I'm looking at Gary like, well, we going to, we're going to Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, change, COP, right? Change of plans. So I'm like, okay, damn. So what am I going to do? So then I start looking up stories and um, kind of like seeing what other people have had to say about recent trips abroad. Then I went down the rabbit hole of like bad experiences that Americans have had, you know, living abroad and being tourists. And I stumbled upon this case that actually made national headlines that I never paid attention to. And I never know. I know that we never really paid attention to. But God damn it, we're going to talk about it today because it is literally what I like to call WFM. You know what that is? White folks mess. (laughs) That's literally what this is. Okay. Do you all know anything about the case of Amanda Knox? Yes. What you know about that? Well, I mean, I'll let you tell it, but I know that I watched mm-hmm. the documentary on it, and I will admit I was unsure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know it's about to get good, right? right? I was so sure. we, you know, this is something that obviously most people are um, familiar with a lot of the details regarding this case. So this is not like a you know reveal of a story you've never heard before. But let's just discuss yeah. it. Yeah, I mean a it was a things. good case. That documentary, I feel Great like case. it was on Netflix. Actually, was definitely mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. of those that you're like, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even with that documentary, the uh, director of the documentary was screwing. Anyway, I'll, I'll, more on that later. White mess. 
I told you. Now, Asante, do you know anything about the case of Amanda Knox? Do you know who she is? I do not. Okay. So you can find out today then, dog. Um, We can start a little something like this. So in late 2007, everybody's eyes were on this Italian city where this girl had gone because this case ended up making, like, national headlines, Mm -hmm. right? The city was called Perugia, right? Um, and what took place was a gruesome fucking, like, bloody Squid Game-style-ass <laughs> murder of a foreign exchange student. And then there ended up being all these tales of, like, sex games and all this shit tied into it that really just kind of shocked the world, right? So the victim of the murder, her name was Meredith Kircher, okay? And she was a 21-year-old from Surrey, England. Now let's stop right there. Asante, this one's for you. I said she was from Surrey, England. Now, when you hear about Surrey, England, what's the first thing you think about? Surrey Cruise. Sur- okay, well, what's the second thing you think about? <laughs> I was going to say Surrey County. Remember on Real Housewives of Potomac, Karen Lugas from Surrey <laughs> oh, County. Yeah. At her hometown, they gave her a key to the city and made her ambassador. Oh, and on, she shot the, the tourism. <laughs> she shot the tourism video for Surrey County Ooh. in Potomac. <laughs> At a, at, a, at a children's park. And you know what she said? This is why we love really? Karen Huger. She going to say, uh, when Andy asked her, well, why do you why did you shoot, you know, the video? Why didn't you shoot it in Surrey County? She said, well, you know, being the ambassador from Surrey County, I am from Surrey County, so Surrey County is within me, and I take it wherever okay. I go. So that's why we were able to shoot it there. <laughs> but as soon as I seen Surrey, uh, England, I was like, damn, she knows she's some kid in the Karen. Karen got uh, people over there in goddamn England. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so Meredith Kircher, like I said, she was 21 years old and she was from Surrey, England. She had an American roommate who was 20 at the time, and her name was Amanda Knox. Okay, mm-hmm. this is who this is who the streets was talking about. So uh, after she died, the girl Meredith Kircher eventually was found stabbed to death in the house that she shared with Amanda Knox and two other roommates. Right, um, Amanda Knox was going with this boy named Rafael Solicito at the time. And he was rich. His daddy was like a, um, was he a surgeon? Or his daddy was some kind of like uh, major player in the medical field. But he was filthy fucking rich. And so he had this guy, Raphael, who Amanda later said looked like an um, a Italian version of Harry Potter. And if you've seen any <laughs> pictures of him, he do. He had that bird beak nose. And he had them little glasses, them little glasses sitting low. He looked just, and you know, the hair. He looked just like <laughs> Harry Potter. But anyway... Um, she, so that was her boyfriend or whatever. And, um, it, it, they ended up both being convicted for this murder, the murder of their, her roommate, Amanda, her roommate, Meredith Kircher, excuse me, Amanda and her boyfriend were found uh, guilty of this murder twice and appealed it twice and ended up finally getting freed of it in 2015. Crazy. I have wow. never seen anything like this before in my life. Okay. Well, we wouldn't. So that let's go through a little quick people. timeline. <laughs> Okay, and especially this is like ultra white because they weren't only white people. There was white people over in Italy. So there's levels to this this whiteness, okay? Um, in September of, 20, September of 2007, Amanda moved into her Perugia cottage. Now, this cottage was already occupied by Kircher, the woman who was murdered, and two other Italian woman, women in the upstairs apartment. And then there were four male students in the one below. And it's also said that this apartment is in a quote-unquote bad neighborhood with drug dealers lingering at the nearby basketball court, which to me sounds like a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I was, when I seen that, I was like, oh, this is where it's at. Shit. 
Hey, let's go on outside. You know, we need to go. They're playing basketball. That's where we need to be down there. Okay, they selling drugs and shit. This sound like you know. Only does it. It feels good to me. Okay. So now let's fast forward a little bit to October 25th of 2007 when Amanda met Solicito, her boyfriend, at a classical music concert in, in Italy. See, these are the things we need to know to make to build this case because they'll have you thinking that this was just distress, distress, distress. You know what I'm saying? This woman who, this little woman who needed their help, but it was a lot of layers to this. And friend, you know, I follow the scent. You mm-hmm. know, I follow the scent every single time. And I, I was sniffing <laughs> when I was reading this. Now, so, um, so Kircher starts, uh, she leaves the concert that she's at with Amanda and she meets this 23-year-old computer science student who, like I told you before, she said looked like an Italian Harry Potter, okay? Um, afterwards, Amanda at this time is working at this bar called Le Chic, which, which you already know, that sounds like somewhere I want to go as well because Le Freak say chic. But anyway, she was visiting a bar called Le She was working at a bar like that called Le Chic, rather, and the Solicito guy starts coming up to the bar to talk to her and shit. You know what I'm saying? And immediately they hit it off. You know what I mean? Their relationship is super intense, and they, they hit it the fuck off. Now, peep this date. That was on October 25th when they met. November 2nd is how many days later? <laughs> a week, basically, yeah, a week and a half. Not as tra- I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you had to. <laughs> a damn week, not even two weeks right. later, right? In that amount of time, which I ain't judging, I ain't judging, because I do a lot of fast living. I hit the gas on life, okay? <laughs> so I ain't judging. But during that time, Amanda had been staying at old boy's house every single night since they met. They was hanging out, and they was in a relationship. Yeah, but usually that's just lesbians, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) They was in a full relationship a week and two days later, a full relationship and living together in his house. She was going back and forth. Um, She was staying at his house because, remember, she had all them goddamn roommates. She was in the bad neighborhood. And he was rich. He had money. I know. His crib was crazy. Rather than being up in there in her bedroom because she got roommates in the living room. And she don't want him there with all them bitches. (laughs) <laughs> right, no, you didn't. right. So I'm looking at my millionaire nigga phone. You going to well, your keep, crib? Keep, keep listening. So, okay. So fast forward. Ooh. Not even two weeks later, November second, the Kircher body is found in the fucking apartment. Right. Shit. Let me tell you how this works. So Amanda was coming home. It says in the late morning. So you know she was doing the walk of shame. Mm-hmm. She was coming home in the late morning, um, and she found her roommate's door locked. And an unflushed toilet full of shit in a bloody bathroom, right? This is what happened in this house in Italy. Now, I don't know much about Italian plumbing, but I know every time I'm out the country, it'd be them signs like, don't flush, uh, you know what I'm saying, the toilet paper mm-hmm. or whatever. Throw it in the cat you know, in put the it garbage in a little basket. Can. Yeah, throw it in the thing. The garbage, because all the garbage cans abroad got lids, okay? <laughs> so, uh, in the bathroom. So, but I, so I don't know how thick these Italian turds were that stopped this toilet up, but the toilet Dustin. was full of shit, okay? <laughs> Just like this story. Oh, you know all that damn soprasetto and shit. But anyway, so uh, that's what she found in the apartment. Um, and the, she ends up, so she goes to the house, sees all this stuff, gets scared, 
goes back over her boyfriend's house to get him and come back to the house, right? Because at first she just thought that her roommate was asleep behind the door and it was locked. But then after she seen the toilet full of shit and she saw blood stains on, you know, in the bathroom and in the house, she freaked out, went back over her nigga's house. Once she go over there and get her nigga house over to her nigga house, get his ass up because you know he rich, so he ain't do, doing nothing but laying in okay. the bed watching TV. So she make him get his a ass man up. Of leisure. Like, Damn, this bitch got me going. I gotta go to the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See what the fuck going on in her house. So they get over there, and they like, yo, this is crazy or whatever. Um, and they call the Italian police, but the postal police come the italian postal police which i guess don't have the same power as a regular police officer or whatever and they weren't even supposed to be conducting like this whole crime scene investigation and they were allowing amanda and her roommates to like run through the house and all this other shit as they're looking and, and discovering these things in the house right super shit kind of fucking event you know first get ghetto <laughs> living first thing you're supposed to do is put that the goddamn tape down it's a goddamn crime scene. You cannot walk over here, period. Mm -hmm. Period. But they was over there in them Italian leather shoes stepping like in the name of love all the way through uh, <laughs> in the name of death, apparently, all the way through this house. Now, mm -hmm. so they end up, they break down the door to her room and they find her, Kircher, the girl who was murdered, under a blanket with her throat slashed. Jesus. Now we later on find out that she had like little cuts in her head, but nothing that like cut through the bone. And then she had one, she had cuts in her neck and one big ass, like, you know, gash. They had obviously slit her throat and stabbed her with something else to really take her out. This is where the Squid Games reference comes in because that's kind of sick, twisted, vile shit, uh, murderous shit they was doing to people in there. Well, that's the same way they killed her. On November 6th, right? Now, this is after 53 straight hours of interrogation, right? November 6th. Amanda Knox, her boyfriend, and the bar owner named Dia Patrick Lumda, they got arrested mm. after grueling interrogations where Knox, Amanda Knox, now this is where things start getting tricky. She ends up signing a confession which she, in which she admits to being in another room of the cottage while her boss killed her roommate. Wow. Now... Everybody is saying that she didn't know what she was signing. It was she in a different language short, too, right? Italian, yeah. So they caught her. They people feel like you know she was caught up. She didn't really know Italian. She didn't know what she was signing. She was just signing something that she thought said that she was on the premises at some point. Right. She didn't realize they were saying that you know whatever. At first, Amanda and her boyfriend were saying that they were together the entire night. But remember, I told you that she actually went to the house and to change clothes because that's what she normally did. Because catch this, further to my point about the turds in the toilet, the only thing that was bad about his the rich guy's apartment was that anytime he used the sink, the floors would flood up. So they couldn't like use the bathroom in this apartment until they got, I guess, fixed or something with the plumbing. So that's why she was going back and forth. That's the only reason she was going back and forth to her apartment in that time since they met was to use the shower and shit at her apartment in the hood and then go back up over there to the rich spot where you couldn't even do the um use the plumbing or whatever. Hmm. But when they were being interrogated at the jail about all oh, this is where the lion come in. See, when they was getting interrogated in the jailhouse about, you know, what had happened that night, at first they said they was together the whole damn night. Then as they were getting interrogated and breaking down, which is why you can't roll with everybody because motherfuckers <laughs> will break on you. As they're breaking down, 
they admit that they were apart for a few hours. Then they tried to say, well, we couldn't really remember. And then they just started, um, they, they uh, ended up just saying, well, fuck it. We were apart for a, a minute, a window of time. And him specifically, the boyfriend said, she could have maybe committed the crime wow. while she was away during that time. Wow. The rich boyfriend that was so in love with Amanda Knox, who let's talk a little bit about Amanda Knox. See, as I've watched all these, because I watched all the videos I could find mm-hmm. on this. I read um, all the articles I could read because I was just fascinated by the the layers here. And I love the Amanda YouTubers. Knox, Don't uh, you love the crime YouTubers? Mm-hmm. They are my favorite. Oh my God. They are so rabid. Oh my God. They've been solving cases. That's what cases. the government need to hire. No, listen. Okay. It was because of them that that Gabby case with the girl that was lost on that, um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. road trip with mm-hmm. her boyfriend. That's why it got solved. Literally. Because they were YouTubers. breaking down all the details that the police didn't even pay attention to and literally solved it. So I shout out and to if them. If you don't believe us, watch <laughs> Don't F with Cat. <laughs> the OGs. So she was from Seattle, come from a family. She had a couple sisters, couple stepsisters or whatever. She was an athlete and she was really into her books, but she never was like the pretty girl or whatever. Mm. You know, she had tough puberty, whatever the fuck. When she went over to Italy, they was all into her look. And so she was having a totally different experience with, like, meeting people, whatever. And this is why people are associating her with this wild lifestyle. Because, you know, she had party before. She had been spotted out in public kissing her boyfriend. All things which, to me, are normal. But when people are accusing you of murdering your roommate, the optics look a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So after they said they couldn't do this or whatever, and remember... Oh, I didn't tell y'all this. After the murder, her and the boyfriend went lingerie shopping. They were photographed out shopping for lingerie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Turned on huh. by blood. Now, <laughs> now, so we're only a couple weeks later. We're at November 15th at this point. Okay. They, now they're saying they found an incriminating kitchen knife at the boyfriend's house. There was an oh, eight-inch Lord. knife that had traces of the girl's DNA on the blade oh, and right. Knox's DNA on the handle. Jesus. The boyfriend later wrote that he had one time accidentally pricked Meredith, the girl who died's hand, while the three of them were cooking in the kitchen, which raised a lot of questions about just how much cooking the three of them had been doing, <laughs> okay, together. Because remember, they said there was a wild one over there. Okay. <laughs> November 20th, five days later, Rudy G is arrested. Now, Rudy G was a 20-year-old student in the city where they went, and he was actually pulled from a train in Germany after investigators found his DNA on bloody prints Uh at the crime scene. And get it, check this, y'all. This is bad inside of Kircher's body. So apparently there was like a sexual assault. Now there's that layer. She was sexually assaulted um, during during this crime, during her murder, right? Jesus. Okay, so now um, the owner of the club actually was released from uh, released from custody. This guy, Rudy G, said that he did have consensual sex with her that night, the night that she was died, and that he was in the bathroom when an unidentified man entered the house and killed her. Now, what? where you been all this damn time? Remember, this is in November. <laughs> all this shit, the murder and shit went down like two weeks prior or whatever, right? On November 2nd. At the end of November... This guy is arrested, and he has all these details. Like, oh, yeah, we did fuck that night. You know what I'm and saying? And I was there. And I was shitting in the bathroom when a guy came in and killed her or whatever. 
excuse me. So, okay, he's still the guy. So they released the club owner from uh, custody, but he's still on the suspect list because they have this new guy with all this information and DNA that was literally found inside her body. So it's pretty clear that something happened between him and her, right? So uh, her bra clasp, right, the victim's bra clasp in January, two months later, was found in the boyfriend, Amanda's boyfriend's house. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And this is the part that Jesus. made the case so complicated because everyone did it. <laughs> it feels like everyone did Literally. it. Literally. <laughs> everybody was, everybody did it, and who done it is the I question mean, at this point because everybody was doing it. Everybody's doing <laughs> it. So the class from her bra was found in his room, in, um, in her room seven weeks after the murder. It had... Her, the boyfriend's DNA on it, and it confirmed this assertion that the prosecution had that the suspects had all engaged in a dangerous sex game together, and that's how she ended up dying, right? But the defense said, come on, y'all can't say that because this is seven weeks later. How are y'all finding this sloppy-ass shit? What's up with these prosecutors that are now all of a sudden finding this evidence? This uh, supports our claims that this investigation is sloppy and the crime scene was fucking contaminated because remember, who did, who did I say arrived at the scene in the first place? The fucking Italian Postal Police. Right. So this is basically creating a tornado or a shitstorm of all of these reasons that all of these people could have been involved in the murder of this girl, right? That's so crazy. Now we're all the way into October of 2008. Rudy G gets sentenced to 30 years in prison and Amanda and her boyfriend are ordered to stand trial. So they know that Rudy G sexually assaulted her and basically murdered her. But now they're saying that Knox, Amanda Knox and her boyfriend could have had something to do with it. They stand on full murder trials. January 16th, the trial began. June 12th, Amanda finally gets on the stand to testify in her defense. And she says that she spent the night of the murder at her boyfriend's house where they smoked weed. Now here's where marijuana goes. Now, why am I in it? <laughs> now, see how I get thrown in stuff? I ain't even do that. She said they smoked marijuana, fucked, and went to sleep. She refuted the accusation that she and him did not get along, that she and um, her roommate did not get along because now people were saying that she was jealous of the roommate because they all had started fucking, and her boyfriend liked the roommate more, and that may have been her, motiv her motivation to That's murder her. That's what I her. thought. So, yeah. So I thought it was a, a triangle love affair gone wrong. Well, it is because in November of 2009, Rudy G said, uh-uh, Amanda, bitch, you was at the crime scene. And he said that Amanda and um, the girl who died got into an argument right before she got killed by the unidentified man. And later on, his sentence ended up getting reduced to just 16 years because of him adding that detail okay. in. So now people, yeah, so people don't know. if I'm telling you, this is the whitest, messiest, deadliest mess I've ever seen in my life. And what pisses me off is that it made it all the way to Oprah. Because I remember when oh, this girl was on Oprah <laughs> doing these interviews about this shit. And you know what's, so what's crazy, December, though, is like the guy had, how much they had given him initially? You said 30 years? 37 years and it got reduced to 16. And it's kind of crazy because if you're in that position, you're low-key going to say whatever the fuck you need to say to get it reduced, you know? So it's like there's also that element of it that's a little bit, like, tricky. But what if he's not lying? Because it'll make you wonder why didn't he hmm. say that before, you know? Well, bust this. Whatever he said must have worked because in December of 2009, Amanda Knox and her boyfriend, uh, Mr. Solicito, were both convicted 
and he got a 25-year sentence, and she got 26-year sentence. Mm. What makes this date important is that all along, all through this trial, remember I told you they had been going lingerie shopping after the murder, um, saying that they was just smoking and eating and fucking. They didn't do it. They weren't there. They were there. They had a very casual, nonchalant approach to all of this. But on this day, Amanda shed the first tears in the courtroom. So when they were convicted and sentenced, then she became teary-eyed. And here comes, watch the whiteness work. Here comes the victim narrative. Here comes all these people who are saying, hold up. She didn't even know what the fuck she said. She's American. She didn't do it. We're going to rally around her. And that's how this ended up becoming global because people started talking about this American girl who uh, got caught up in this case. The day a white woman cried. Right. Now, we could go on and on because we're dragging the time here. Let's speed it up by just saying that they were tried, found guilty, spent about four years in jail, appealed the decision, um, got out, were tried again because someone overturned the appeal, were went to jail, uh, were tried again, convicted again, and got a final appeal back in 2015. So she ended up getting, you know, out of this. She is no longer, you know, charged or convicted with murder, no longer has anything to do with this. They know that the guy, Rudy G, sexually assaulted and murdered the girl. It's soft case closed. There was a lot of areas where she was a very dumb person in this. Let's take a look at just one of them before we get out of here. <laughs> when the shit first hit the fan, when she first got charged with this or was being questioned about this after the murder, her mama back in Seattle was begging her to flee the country and come home. She wouldn't go. Right. She was like, no, I'm just going to wait it out because I really want to do my year here or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, the, and she ended up doing a lot more than just that year. She ended up doing four <laughs> years in jail over there. Right. Now, what you wish why for. didn't you bring your ass home? Careful what you wish for. Number two, why are you shacking up with a motherfucker that you literally just met in Italy? Okay, where you don't know nothing about no damn body who ended up diming you out and saying, well, no, that bitch, she might have She might have been. A... I mean, he you know had money. His, his plumbing wasn't proper. Like, <laughs> right? Said, Why would you do that? Use the bathroom. Everybody knows it's called a one-night stand. Not two, not nine. It's one night. You go over there, you have a good time, you go back to your hotel. That's right. what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't stay. She stuck and stayed and ended up getting stuck with it um i think that that was of note number three i know that we all want to see the world but we have had accounts here on this show i'm not going to mention no lo- no location i'm not going to mention you know no genders or nothing like that but we had a, an account on this show about some people who went over to another country thinking they knew every goddamn thing <laughs> and ended up you know what I'm saying? Out here bad, too. No, it wasn't this bad, but it almost was right. shit. Yeah. You have got to be careful and more involved when you are traveling abroad, taking these years to go learn about a friend. You did it. Mm-hmm. You know how you had to move around while you were there. Hell yeah. You lived to tell about it. You wasn't shacking up. <laughs> well. Okay. <laughs> not for no week. Not a week later, friend. What the hell? Okay. No, it was not a week later. <laughs> But I, okay, but it's understandable and relatable content. <laughs> so, do you think she did it? I mean, that's the part that fucks me up, low key, because it's like 
there was nothing that pointed to her. her directly. You know, like I did. Do I think she has something to do with it? Maybe. Do you think she allegedly. did it alone? No. I don't think she murdered her. Right. But I do think, I don't that, think they she had did. A, that they had a. They were. They had conflict amongst exactly. the two. Exactly. I definitely believe that. I something definitely believe she popped off. Done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe that they all was fucking. And I believe that that's what created this. See, this is why you got to be careful about who you... This is why you got to have friends and you got to have people you have sex with. Like, you can't really cross the the two. You know what I mean? Because you need to keep that in the bedroom and where it goes and not let it be mingled into your life and your real emotions and real feelings and things like that. Because somebody can end up dead and it just might be you. And honestly, the, thing, okay. the tricky part too that's sad is she very well could have had nothing to do with this shit. You know, her friend, her roommate could have just been fucking a local just like she was and shit just went bad because shit be going down. I was in a similar situation and I had to set a boundary with one of my friends when we were staying together at a house because she was bringing in people that she would meet, mm-hmm. which is fine. You have the right, you party, you meet mm-hmm. someone, y'all want to go back and, and chill, that's fine. But you have to remember we're in a different country, and sometimes you could end up setting yourself up by doing that when people see, oh, it's a house with women, they're American, you know, their passports, money, like... A lot of times you kind of have to move smart and a little bit different. And I had to set a boundary that if she was going to go, you know, and it sucks because there's a part of you that rather your friend be in safety in your own home. But then you have to consider everyone else. And it's just a shitty situation all around because you just don't know. It is. It ain't where you're from. You don't know how to I'm- move like everyone else does. Uh-uh. You got to, you got to, like they said on, um, uh, was that regulators sleeping one eye open, still clocking? The, oh no, that's that's poison. With one eye open, still clocking the hoes. That's how you have to sleep in a foreign country. Also, Amanda Knox has not made this uh, uh, case of her character per se any easier for anybody involved because she's still popping shit. Mm, Just last really? year, she yeah, in 2020, after the uh, uh, when it was time for the 2020 election, she was like, "Well, I tell you what, the next four years can't be as bad as the." Whoever we elect, the next four years won't won't be as bad as the four years I spent in Italian jail. Oh, okay, jail. girl. <laughs> the tweet is still up, too. Okay. Then she uh, was doing shit on social media, talking about, I'm so hungry. I would say I could murder a pizza, but I don't think I'm supposed to say that. <gasps> See, it's crazy because I'm reading this tricky. New York Times. I'm reading this New York Times article like about Amanda Knox 10 years later. And it's saying, you know, Miss Knox, who is now an advocate for the wrongfully convicted, is still trying to square that caricature of herself, her murderous doppelganger, as she calls her, who she really who with who she really is, what she is allowed to be and the way her daughter will see her. Since coming home in 2011, Miss Knox has waffled between periods of silence, trying to be invisible, she said, and aggressively trying to clear her name. First with a book about her experience and later as an advocate for others who were incarcerated for crimes they didn't commit, most with far fewer resources or name recognition. For nearly four years, Miss Knox existed in a kind of legal purgatory, acquitted on appeal and trying to live her life, but knowing she could be retried. In Italy, there is no double jeopardy. And that purgatory ended in 2015 when she was exonerated by Italy's highest court. Last thing, and then I'm going to let you have this back. She spoke publicly about her experience in 2017 at a benefit in Seattle alongside alongside Macklemore and Monica Lewinsky. 
And then wow. again, okay, stop. You can. That's uh, that's the full stop right there. <laughs> well, well, look, Macklemore, Monica Lewinsky, and Amanda Knox on the stage. And then she yeah. did the it again at a conference in Italy in 2019. But yeah, the Monica Lewinsky thing took me out because it's like, oh, she has since then hosted a true crime uh, true crime podcast, <gasps> appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast, Not and published true... an essay on the Atlantic. Okay. I don't know. Like, She's an industry expert. I don't she know. She needs to weigh in. <laughs> <laughs> She's a true crime expert. And if it's, if anybody believes her ass, right, she, it's worth being noted that in January of 2019, Italy was ordered to pay damages to her for the uh, harsh interrogation that she oh, wow. in the investigation. But girl, it wasn't nothing but $20,000. <gasps> like, 21, 21, okay? <laughs> Well, so you know, play stupid games, literally win stupid prizes. Okay, that's what that was. So I just wanted this to be just a little catch up. For once, it felt good to be nosy and see what was going on. And well, I guess this would be love and hip hop, <laughs> love and love and folk music. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's the <laughs> <Okay>. episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, Love Miss, and folk music. Miss Knox had long had a complicated relationship with the media, and she had has long for I her bet. own Monica moment, referring to the way Miss Lewinsky has managed to rehabilitate her image. Well, <laughs> Amanda, she? right? Well, Amanda, the dress still. Good got a luck spot with that it. girl. <laughs> the dress still got a nut stand. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I just wanted to take a peek through this window. Let's just have a little escapism this yes. week. Yes. If you're not familiar with the case, there are tons and tons of um, of con- there's tons and tons, excuse me, of content available regarding this case, including the Netflix series that I don't have the damn name of in front of me. But all you have to do is Google Amanda Knox Netflix, and it'll come right up. And that's Knox K N O X. Brush up on this case because we do a whole lot of talking about a whole lot of other situations, but this has layers. And even though she got away with this, we still can talk about it, interpret it analyze it and share it and why don't we do that because it's fun so thank you amanda knox uh it looks like it was a hard knox life for you uh that being said let's go on to the wellness damn that's that's a good title too though hard knox life it's a hard knox life which one do we do and folk music the netflix movie is called hard knox uh (laughs) hard knox the netflix movie is called amanda knox just so you know Amanda yeah, Knox. that's the there one that go. I watched that had me like, hmm, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> I don't know. She, well, I guess she didn't have one of these. <laughs> she, had, she had this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she had. <laughs> so let's jump into the wellness segment. It's a short one this week. Um, last week I mentioned, even though Dustin was bullying me on Twitter, I talked about my plans. <laughs> 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 Filled his water just now. Um, what kind of what kind of plates are they? Friend? I read you wrote she took them in and <laughs> <laughs> so I told y'all about a hack. If you want to save some money, because anyone that is a plant person knows plants are expensive, especially when you get into the bigger plants. They can mm, they can go upwards to I mean. 500 crystal actually texted me the other day a plant she saw she was like is this the right price because it was like 700 dollars. <laughs> even some of them little plants i'd be like yes. well this must be a rare beauty for this price okay like, well, it grows into one and i'm like oh well, well, 
Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. And so, investment for real. M- you know, me looking at OfferUp has actually been a game changer because y'all have to remember OfferUp is a local app. So people in Portland are very big on farming and just plant life is like a big part of the culture here. So that's why I've been posting on Twitter a couple of the plant finds. <laughs> that i found and they have been beautiful i mean i have a huge monstera that's like at least five and a half feet tall and she is she costs like 60 bucks you know and a big fig tree that is almost at my ceiling and that one was 50 so it's like you would pay 250 name it newton (laughs) you would pay not Newton. Name the tree Newton, the fig tree. Name it Newton. <laughs> you would be paying at minimum $200 for either one. So, like I said, it's just a cool hack for those of you that are trying to get some lushness in your house but don't want to break the bank doing so. So, that was last week's tip. But then this week's tip. Oh, and also funny, some of y'all were like, I'm not seeing no cute plants on here, friend, but it's a local app. So I don't know where you live. Maybe plants aren't a thing in your neighborhood. Because <laughs> some people were sending me some raggedy, sad looking plants. And I said, sorry for you. Can't say the same. But New York, I'm sure y'all going to have some. Sure good- <laughs> New York, Brand y'all will have good you good people around you i'm sure because you know new yorkers love them some plants we need some green in the house because there ain't much out of it so (laughs) okay her plants are like a movie do you see (laughs) you saw my like they're gorgeous i'm so happy so happy you literally have to talk to those plants they're right there i mean they're like a big part of your house excuse me how you doing you good It's lovely. I'm thinking about you. Okay. And you know, I was sad because I had to give up every single one of my plants to Crystal and Jade. And that was literally over 30, 40 plants. And that was hard to part with because a lot of them I'd had for years just taking care of. You saw the big ones at Crystal's. She has a lot of natural light. So I felt like they would do super well over there. And they have been thriving. We were actually just at Crystal's over the weekend. And the plants look good. Her house just You know, I wanted some. But once I seen them things, I was like, well, I'm glad she didn't make a stop. (laughs) Because this was literally like dropping kids off. And um, (laughs) woo. (laughs) One right, because you, you were like, I don't know. I've never taken care of a plant. I was like, mm, that makes me a little nervous. Right, like, oh, you just got to put a little water in it. You was like, <laughs> <laughs> thumbs not green. I can see. Like, but it reminds me you. that people are moving and trying to figure out what to do with their plants. I had the luck to have friends that could keep them, so I get to see them. Crystal said I can FaceTime them and send them voice notes whenever I wanted, and that's really special. <laughs> Some people have to give them away to strangers, stranger being me, which is what I've been doing on offer up. Honestly, me having to give mine away during my move kind of was like a light bulb moment. Like, oh, I bet you there's a lot of people here that are having to do the same. So that's why I've been able to get some beautiful ones. So that was last week's tip. But this week I wanted to talk about planter feet. I already know there's a joke oh, coming. I saw your tweet. Oh, I thought you were going to crack a nothing. joke, Dustin. <laughs> I wasn't going to crack a snooky joke. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> there, you can uh, type them into Amazon or Google. Just write pop feet. Go ahead, Dustin. Plant a feet. I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I, my 
my feet. Pop, pop my right, feet. pop feet, planted feet, but they're pop super feet. cute. They have a lot of different styles. Actually, some of y'all, once I tweeted about it, were sending me pictures y'all were finding. Someone found some funny ones of someone with their ass tooted in the air, and that was like the pop. <laughs> so it holds up the pot. So the point is, is these... <laughs> Y'all are so funny, I say. The point is that people are creating, whether it's out of wood, clay, rubber, is these little feet, different designs that go under your pot, especially if you have floor pots, and give them some height so that they, so they create ventilation. It's like a pot bra. Like a pot bra. It gives us some height to create some ventilation yeah. and it and it prevents your floors from getting stained from the water stains, especially if Just you like have that. especially if you have wood floors. I had to learn that lesson the hard way um, in my crib in Harlem. I had a lot of floors on the uh, plants on the floor. And let me tell you, when I would move them around, especially the bigger ones that I didn't move until I moved just a you just saw the wood just swelled up like literally mm. the whole wood would probably have to be redone that's the reality of it can't put it in the bag of rice you ain't gonna give you your deposit back that's just the reality of it so to save you that trouble uh for those of you who are even if you have it on your windowsill too you know the sill could mm-hmm. swell it can create the stains True. and stains that you can't even really wipe off you'd have to like repaint and and maybe even sand off the windowsill so honestly for those of us who are renting and even if you own your crib i know you don't want your shit fucked up either um right. but this will help want no you warped wood <laughs> right nobody wants rotted warped so you know wood so these oh, hell no. create some elevation, and even on your deck, especially for your deck, you don't want those stains on your deck especially either. Especially, you don't want no stains on your deck. <laughs> you do not want no stains on your deck, trust me. Especially if you got a big deck, you definitely don't want no stains on your deck. Because some people, what you, you end up with a split-level deck. Now, that's when you know you got trouble on your deck. You want your wood to be nice and solid on your, your deck wood. Needs to I be told nice you it was coming. I would say he's going to find a way. <laughs> I'm just talking about your deck. You the one said you don't want no stains on your deck, right? That's it. So you can go ahead and write planter feet or pot feet, and a ton of them will, will pop Get up. Get you some deck shoes. They have some cute ones for the small plants on your windowsill and some cute ones for the you got a small bigger deck. pots that you might have on the corner of your floors. Yeah, you big deck, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Deck, 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 deck. I'm not cussing. <laughs> it, it so I wanted to season. put that into your awareness. Honestly, it's a cute gift too, especially put that into your awareness. If you know plant mom, put it in. This is a good gift to share. Honestly, a lot of people really didn't know good. about this. I didn't even know it existed until I literally looked for it. I was like, I wonder if there's something Same I can here. put under my. <laughs> That will help me. <laughs> I can't stand you. That will help you. Okay. That's the problem. It's so much of a help that you motherfuckers just start losing your minds. Okay. And that I had to move. is this week's <laughs> friends on this segment. Remember, my deck's so good. You can get <laughs> you can get some for cheap on offer up. <laughs> They sell everything. They selling deck on offer. <laughs> <laughs> you 
can get them for Amazon. And that's location-based, too. You can get them on Amazon, too. And they come quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's prime deck, huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's that's a good thing in this case. It's a good thing that your deck come quick in this case if you order on Amazon. <laughs> All right, well, it's about time we talked about deck on this show. I've been I've been holding that in for so long. This is the friend zone. Chapter one: Wayfair welcomes you to the Waverhood. Our hero Titus Burgess ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. I'm in the zone. Well, speaking of deck, um... <laughs> wow artist <laughs> lord jesus uh i want to quickly That's talk what they usually say when they're full of dick. <laughs> well speaking of being full of deck uh artist Ooh. kid ken drops a remixes song oh, featuring saucy God. santana called before <laughs> said i want to get yeah. deck like i never got deck before <laughs> Uh, Saucy Santana and Kid Ken, that's all hands on deck. <laughs> My face hurts. Oh. All hands on deck. <laughs> Something, please keep going. We can crack the joke, damn it. I'm, a le- I'm one of the letters. Fuck that. I, we can crack the joke. Some real shit. Deck writers. Not one of um, the letters. <laughs> Yes, Kid Ken uh, dropped a remix of a song called Before featuring Saucy Santana. There's a visual to go along with it. If you're getting into the gay hip-hops, uh, Kid Ken's got more than what you need, and Santana brings even more. So go get your friend. going to say, that's not what they're going to say. You can get them on Amazon, and they come quick. <laughs> Friend, we have really done this. I'm so sorry, friend, that our friendship with you has caused you to be this way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bruno Mars is back again with Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic, Smoking Out the Window, a whole vibe, a whole visual, a whole movement. First, let me say the way he came in on his verse. <laughs> this that was so... got me painting. Yeah, we were in the car and we screamed last. I was like, that is amazing. Best intro I was dead to in a the video when he was like laid out on the ground and then right. the next thing he popped back up and did that again. <laughs> oh, Bruno Mars, Anderson <laughs> Pack. Great musicality, great uh, performance, performanceality, great all of that. Loving the song. <laughs> Look, <laughs> making things up. <laughs> Performanceality, I just felt like needed a moment. Um, I don't need no hateration. So <laughs> do it like it shall be day. <laughs> right now. Uh great song. Love every time they come around and they just kind of like let you live in that one moment. <laughs> and it's always such a good moment. It's not like you're like, what's next? Like, it's a good ass song and I can't stop playing it. I have no I have no complaints. Um also, I have to give a shout out to, let me go on ahead up here, 
Sorry, I'm on my Hulu. Oh, I have to get. The, sorry, I have to give a shout out on my Spotify actually to Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra yes. did a Spotify sessions, and they always do that. Sometimes they have artists do like one song, a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a couple songs. She just did, a, or actually, they just re-released a, a chop, not a screwed, not chop version of "Lost You," and then Snow Allegra covered "Do for Love." It is the bomb. It's a vibe. Snow Allegra, you are perfection. I just can't stop looking at you and listening to you and just being in that mode. Um, Summer Walker dropped her album. Still over it. Um, I'm still not over it. <laughs> or should I say? <laughs> <laughs> insane. Um, the record Insane oh, is the one. Insane <laughs> is definitely That's the one. It's the only one number, I've been playing, honestly. Like, like, like my favorite is number nine, constant bullshit. That's my mm. favorite. Number nine, number nine is a vibe. That shit, that production, them layers. I didn't mean to cut you off, dog, but her 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 vocals, mm-hmm. um, like I said, the production, the instrumentation, and in that it just literally feels like you're floating. I love number nine, and I love the song "Screwing" with her and Omarion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I well, loved hearing him. He killed it. And fourth, baby mama. And Ari well, Lennon. Summer has given us. <laughs> Uh, an intro, right? Like literally, the whole thing is hot. The, it starts it's just off a good ass with album, good ass music, then ends with a narration for Cardi on Cardi B on the first track, and then the last track is literally Sierra's prayer. Everything from in between those tracks is fire. Like I'm, I was literally trying to look through what songs I didn't, I didn't heart, but I hearted, I hearted most of them, and the ones that I didn't heart is just because I just haven't learned them yet. Um, like. Everything on here was hot. Like, Toxic was such a hot record. We see mm-hmm. why she wanted that one first. Unloyal, like you said, with Ari Lennox. Ari really, yes, like... Lord. Ari really did some things on so that good. record. Like, I like the... I love the fact that they can put these records together and do some shit, but I just love when I hear a feature and someone is like, you know, I know I'm, I know I'm a guest, but, you know, I still gotta let the people know why you invited me. So, Ari, we already knew why you was invited, so thanks for continuing to show out, girl. Um, I yeah, she did. The... Everything, uh, No Love with SZA, love that song. Um, love circus, the song before Insane. Actually, that whole little run, like that Circus, the Insane, the bullshit, the switching nigga out, like I love that whole little run um, right into Unloyal with Ari. So yes, I love the entire project. Uh, I'm glad you guys have so many favorites from it. I'm glad Summer is back. I'm glad you are out here, Summer. I just want all of the things for you, all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, now we can just get into Songs to Play. I would like to know what songs that you are playing, friend. What have you been listening to? What you been vibing to? What you got the plants? Uh, what, what zone you got them in? Blended family. Um, you know what? I've. <laughs> This has been another one of those weeks that I haven't really been home. And obviously, we've been working like crazy, and I've had to travel quite a bit. So, I, funny enough, I've just been sleep on the planes. <laughs> just trying to get as much sleep as I could squeeze in. And then when I'm home, I'm trying to make this a home. So, I just haven't really had time. But I will say, I got a new record player. I'm so excited. I haven't had a record Ooh. player in a couple years. Oh, wow. Um, since Harlem, honestly, because when I moved to Brooklyn, I had left my record player in Harlem. So I went two years without one. And something told me, like, this house needs a record player in the living room. And then I had to start ordering some new vinyls. Dustin, you'll be very happy to know my first vinyl that I bought for my record player is Mary J. Blige, My Life. 
just because I oh, felt like friend. that's a vinyl that you need, and I ordered uh, Maxwell. That's like saging the record player. Okay. Playing that record first is like saging. Or christening, yes. okay? That's how you rake it yes. in. And obviously, all the Sade's. I bought Maxwell. I bought Voodoo, D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, I already had some that records. protect your house. <laughs> I already had some <laughs> records. Like, I had, obviously, Badu, Lauren, Mariah, just... Janet Jackson, Velvet Rope, like just a Ooh. nice combination. Miles Davis. So I'm gonna be in my vinyl bag. If y'all have any suggestions of vinyls I should pick up, I'm totally open to it. Cause now I caught Rihanna the bug. Anti. Mm, that'd be cool. I should totally do that. No. Um, and Raekwon only built for Cuban links. I ain't mad at that. Okay. <laughs> now, friend. Well, you know what, friend? Like the girl on the bicycle said, "Girl, put your records on." <laughs> That's what Not you the do. Girl on the, <laughs> the girl on the bicycle. Shout out to Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> and you, girl, put your records on. And you know what? Cleo Soul, her latest album, Mother, is on vinyl. I saw her promoting definitely, it. Yes. So definitely go on her website. You go on her social media, media Cleo Soul. That's C L E O S O L. I know y'all want to write S O U L, but it's soul like soul. Like sun, like the sun, right. like the sun. So definitely gonna cop that on vinyl today because that's a must. That was an incredible project. Um, and those of you listening too, let me know what you got on vinyl and what I need to cop because I'm gonna be in my fake DJ bag looking through records and record shops around here. Hopefully find some goodies. But that's where I've been with it. Well, friend, next week you're gonna have to let us know what you have played mm-hmm. on the vinyl last, right? With that crackle right, Dustin sound. Ross. Oh, okay. Best. What you been listening to over there, Brad? <laughs> I've been listening to a whole lot of stuff, but um, this week I think I want to highlight. Uh, let's see. All right. So first of all, this we're gonna do some old school this shit this week. This is Tom Brown thighs high. school shit for y'all ass this week um and the one thing one other thing i want to do i do actually want to play a song off summer walker just because i love this song so much this is constant bullshit number track nine on summer walker still over at album from our good people over at lvrn you know what i'm saying who we love um shout out to y'all shout out to sean famoso can't wait to see summer on stage in new york let's go
so I got one more track that I want to play. Okay. One more track I'm going to play for y'all. This is a wild card. This is called Cold Heart PS1 Remix by Elton John and Dua Lipa. Oh. When things go wrong, when the sand of her legs and temptations strong, cold, cold heart, hard done by you. Something's looking better. a little something for y'all. See, I, I, you know, I have range over here. <laughs> okay. I love it. That's all. All right. Um, I first want to... Fuck it. I'm going to play a little bit of that Snow Allegra, that Do For Love, just because I it sounds so good on my sonos. So it was sounding so good in the house, and I was like, I just keep rethink. I just can't wait to get out here and listen to it again. So I want to play a little bit for y'all. This is, again, Snow Allegra, Do For Love. That was Snow Allegra. That was Do For Love. Snow Jackson. Like Sky Jackson. Snow Jackson. (laughs) Not like Randy. But Snow. (laughs) This this next song I'm going to play is by Amine. It's called Charmander. He's got a visual for it. It's out on YouTube. Y'all know Charmander's a Pokemon, and I like that. And I thought it was a Jackson. Amine, he just be doing his damn thing. So here it go. Keeping to myself and staying out the way. Always on my lonely cause I can't change. Seeing how they talking and I'm always Taking care of me, don't need a damn thing. In the abyss. I'm a quiet motherfucker, but I like to talk my shit. I'm off a shroom, I'm off a bean, I'm off a whole lot of shit. You could bet I'm in my head, but you could bet I'm in your bitch. Look, these niggas be my sons. Without me, they be done. Where the fuck would you get all your mobile pictures from? That's why I've been living on this island with my blunt. Ignoring all these niggas, cause my energy is priceless. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, it was on some shit when he put that out. The video is cool, Make you too. want to cry and throw ass at the same time. <laughs> I like that. You know, I've been living on the island. He been getting away, <laughs> staying on his shit, building and being his damn self. Everybody been jacking his shit. And he writes, so go ahead and get yours, I mean, hey. Um, I love his music. Yeah, he's the so shit. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's put out so many dope fucking, like, records and projects. And it was dope hearing him do a song with uh, Rico Nasty, actually. They were the parents of Sugar Trap. So he's just evolved. He looked it. like Simone Biles. No, he he's just evolved. I'm an ass Simone Biles. They both an amazing them, way as an artist. Them, and them it's dope eyes. good to see him stay true to himself he's with his weirdness. So cute. Um, last song I'm gonna play. I was actually gonna let this go, but because Fran said it was her number one, it's my number one too. Um, Summer Walker, this is insane. Yes, this is the one. This I've had it on repeat, so I haven't even really gotten a chance to listen to the rest of the album, to be honest. What you in a rush for? What you trying to meet your maker, darling? Oh, you running out of time, huh? But time ain't even real. You really need to chill. It's all an illusion. You getting mixed up in the future. Whatever it is you try to see, you can sit down and just believe. But I wouldn't ever be the same old thing. I think I'm insane. That was Summer Walker's insane on Still Over It. Her project is the shit. Everything Show I feel is. like I've been listening to is the shit. Um, shout out to Summer Walker again. <laughs> I mean, it's that kind of vibe. Fuck it. And they had the. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for the Music Man segment. Dustin Ross, what have you been watching? <laughs> I wish I could tell y'all. I wish I could tell the world, but I just told y'all. Other than that, um, I hope it makes it in there somehow. I hope it does not. It can't. Are you crazy? That would ruin my life. That would be, I would laugh so hard if the comments all were like, "Oh, <laughs> okay," but whatever. Anyway, now. Love and Marriage, motherfucking Huntsville. Carlos King, you are literally a genius of reality television producing, and that is why every show that you lay your hands on has a blessed existence. Let me tell you about Love and Marriage, Huntsville. I have never in my life seen a person. You think Candace on Real Housewives of Potomac doesn't take accountability? Meet Martel Holt of Mm. Love and Marriage, Huntsville on OWN, who has literally had a baby outside of his marriage, okay? And somehow still finds a way to blame everybody else around, be it his ex-wife, be it uh, his mother-in-law, be it his friends, their opinions. It doesn't matter. And his mama is the reason why he's in such a bad position because she has defended him blindly. I have made no qualms about the fact that when it comes to defending my friends, I don't give a damn if you're right 
wrong is three lefts. I don't give a fuck. I got your back. So I get right. it, right? But there is a moment where I know you're going to have my back, but I also know you're going to tell me in private, like, Dustin, this is a fucked up situation we're in because of whatever, whatever, boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She never makes him take accountability for anything. And we're talking about things with consequences and literal repercussions as far reaching as you name it. Any direction in his personal network, it reaches, it touches. He literally had another child. He already has, him and his ex-wife Melody had four children together. Oh, man. The youngest is like, the youngest ain't even two. Oh, my goodness. Okay? And he has a new baby. Yeah, and he has a new baby. So, so, but I just, it's one thing, and I'm not vilifying him for making that mistake because the reality of life is that shit happens and people are not perfect Mm -hmm. and they make mistakes. And that is of no, sometimes it is of their own fault, but it's human nature. Things are going to happen and forgiveness is a very real and beautiful and powerful thing. So I'm not vilifying him for the mistake he made. But it's the way he made it. It's the thing, mm. the ways that he continues to make it. Prime example, him and Melody are divorced, right? She, you consistently see her on this show. We know a reality show is a verifiable record of occurrences of things that have taken place. You see her consistently, uh, meeting after meeting, exchange after exchange, coming with a spirit of harmony, unison. Hey, let's work together to co-parent. Let's have peace, whatever. He throws a wrench every time and does something to make her react or respond to clear up a false accusation he's made. He's even gone so far as to say she cheated during the marriage, oh, which is a flat-out, blatantly damn lie. It's a complete That's lie. Scary. But he just he does not want to appear as if the the majority of the fault of the the breakdown of their family and unit and marriage is on, on him, him when in actuality all of it is on him. That's scary. And Martel is somebody who when he used cause see he used to just be cheating and get caught and he would, you know, get in trouble for it, quote unquote. And I used to be on his side because like I said, people make mistakes. Players make mistakes. I didn't make mistakes. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Once he had that baby and then tried to act like something was wrong with Melody and we see him literally tripping out on camera, trying to stop her from making business deals and moving forward with things that would be good for their children, like just being the worst possible person that you could ever imagine to be in a co-parenting circumstance with. Now, I ain't got no kids. I ain't even got a motherfucking dog, okay? (laughs) But let me tell you this. If I had one, me and the motherfucker that shot him out, you know what I'm saying, we would be able to work together to get it figured out. You got it sometimes, and, and that's a situation where... And it takes where putting your ego aside a lot of times. It's doing what's best You got for the to baby. be the bigger person. Yep. You got to be the bigger person. And I'm the type of motherfucker, I would have just assumed the responsibility yep. just to ensure the peace. I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to make sure that I'm available. I'm going to make sure that we're doing this together. I'm going to make sure that even though I know you're mad at me, we're going to have clear communication. Always. And I'm not going to play into the emotions of this. And I'm going to go further than what I'm probably legally... Um, required to do or whatever just to communicate to you that I'm about this thing working. So if that means I got to buy y'all a car for you to drive my kids around in, that's what I'm going to do. It ain't going to be about no child support order. Right. If that means that I'm going to make sure y'all, I'm going to buy a house for y'all and make sure y'all straight, I don't give a fuck if you got another nigga or not because guess what? I'm always going to be able to do. Now this is where the dog shit comes in. <laughs> if I buy that motherfucking house, we on good terms. We, we, we cut for the rest <laughs> of our life as, 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 as parents and friends, you know, on the low. And you can have your niggas you know what i'm saying but that's what i'm saying that's the approach you have to have to peace and harmony and i have not seen that displayed in any of martel's actions and that's why he's down bad things are going bad for him business is failing 
um, all kinds of personal trauma and bad circumstances are playing out in front of in front of the cameras for us to see. You know, he so said one day I, him and Melody might get back together. We never know. He did. He said a lot of shit that don't make no damn sense. <laughs> and how That's does she? Melody, how okay, does she feel about that? She laughed. Oh, okay. Good. And said, "No, we know that. No, the fuck, we won't." <laughs> That's what she said. So, uh, and I love Melody because Melody is a worker. Y'all know that I'm a person who loves drive, ambition, mm-hmm. um, and people who see it through to the end. And Melody moves around. She works a lot. She was even hosting another show on OWN called Behind Every Man, where they profile these incredible spouses and life partners of famous celebrity men and women. You know what I'm saying? They they profile the other partner, and she was the host of that. Cute poised confident on set like she's gonna do more great stuff but her ex-husband is a goddamn fool and i never if that is what the breakdown of a heterosexual marriage and i ain't trying to make this about no letters but if that is what the breakdown (laughs) of that looks like then i'm glad i'm different because i'm telling you that 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 right there me no want part okay (laughs) so Uh, That's all I have for TV uh, land this week. The only other note I want to offer you guys is that Cardi B is going to be hosting the American Music Awards. That is like a dream job for me. Hosting an award show like that would be like, I feel like I would levitate the moment I walked out on stage (laughs) because that's just where I feel most comfortable. I love that. So seeing that happen for her really lit a fire of inspiration underneath my ass. Mm -hmm. Speaking of ass... T.S. Madison was on the, and I'm going to tie in why T.S. Madison is speaking of ass in one second here. <laughs> but T.S. Madison was on the Breakfast Club and gave, she gave an incredible hour long interview and touched so many topics, made so much sense, was so captivating, so I funny. I love T.S. Madison. I love T.S. Madison. Yes. And she know I love her. But one, and she has a new movie, Universal Pictures uh, movie coming out called Bros with her and Miss Lawrence and um, ah. all these other talented actors. Okay. Yeah. M- Mama is a lead in the film that comes out next year in August. And she got a rom com coming out on um, Netflix with Gabrielle Union that's coming soon, too. What? T.S. Madison been working. Work. Yeah. That but, I well, love. What I wanted to say about Ass that was funny. With T.S. Madison. She was making a point. On the, uh, she was making a point on the breakfast club. She told them, Charlemagne, y'all, Envy, Angela, y'all, just as show as your asshole, point straight to the ground. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so I, I, I thought about it. And Charlemagne was like, wait a minute. He's like, what? He's like, I'm trying. She said, yeah. She said, Charlemagne, don't your asshole point. Think about it. What, which way is your asshole? If, if you think, if you you listening, just as sure as you listening to this, song, this podcast and sitting in chairs, y'all all, you thought, in turn, you might not have moved your eyes downward, but internally your eyes was like, I guess my asshole do point straight down to the ground. Oh, my God. So that was funny. So I guess that ties into TV land because you can watch it on YouTube, which you can uh, cast onto your television yes. and then be in the land. So watch C.S. Madison's uh, Breakfast Club interview on I YouTube. I definitely do that. Also, I told you last week to watch that Jennifer Hudson performance of Hallelujah at Global Citizen. So many of you did and responded accordingly and affirmed my uh, decision, my f- choice that that was my favorite fucking Jennifer Hudson performance. And... It was people who had called her screamer for before, and they were saying that they eat their words. Yeah, <laughs> they was like, "I ain't never seen this bitch be so controlled." I'm like, "I told you." So, 
That's all I got to say. Oh, and watch BMF, y'all. BMF been so good. Me and Fran's favorite show, y'all know. BMF has been so good. And they didn't show it this week, and everybody was pissed off. Oh, and I look forward they? to it. And when that music come on, at least you can wish me luck. Every time you hear that music, Fran, you know how excited it gets yeah. us. So watch BMF. Hey, MF. Watch BMF <laughs> on Stars. That's what y'all got to do. And that's it for TV Land segment because I love you so much. Wow, well, as always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. So much. And we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. On BMF on Stars. <laughs>